one thing we have to keep in mind is that, and we talked about it on the show. But at the same time, it comes from two different points. Then all of a sudden, you want to say, oh, well, you know, best, I think for me, I don't know if I can speak for everybody else. This is Dead in Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Dead in Sports. I'm your host, Kenneth B. Ange. Joining me on the show, we got FIFO 24-7. What it do? And Shelton J. What's happening? What's happening? And the literal big homie, Q. Literal. <laughs> For real. The biggest of the big homies, man. Like, this nigga, man. This nigga, like, uh, what's his name? Groot? This nigga, like, Groot out this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, hey, you, hey, hey, you next to this nigga, at least for me, you know, I was shorter than a motherfucker, but that nigga? Tall as shit, boy. <laughs> yeah, so, next time y'all play uh, three on three, I'm a sub in. <laughs> yeah. And if people go pick and roll them niggas to death, it's gonna be crazy. Hey, I, hey I'm just throwing it to the rim. That's it. <laughs> the rest is up to you. Real talk. No, that's what it is. And so you like one of them shot blocking Africans out there. <laughs> <laughs> A new bowl face head. All right. Mm. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the show, man. We don't kept you guys waiting long enough. So I'm gonna hand it over to you, Q. Word, word. Welcome, everybody. I'm here again, Dead in Sports. Shout out to the chat. Make sure you send your super chats in. We're going to get to them. You all control the conversation. If it's whack, we're going to switch it over. You know what I mean? If you've got something to say, and we'll adhere to it. So we're going to start out first off with this first topic. wanted to get right into it with the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers is going to be a hot topic probably going down the next week because this is the last week of the NBA season. With LeBron and Schroeder uh, slated to return, I wanted to start off with just a little bit of appetizer with you guys. Do you think that LeBron and Schroeder's return is going to elevate the Lakers to a uh, play-in win, or will they crash and burn? I'm going to start it with FIFO. Um, I'm not betting against the King. Mm. I, I'm, hey, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just not. Um, how many times does he have to show and prove? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when the chips are down, LeBron typically steps the hell up. So, um, you know, I, I think they'll handle business. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a problem, honestly. So I, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about them crashing and burning. Not in no damn playing. Now, I, I, I do tell you this, though. I wouldn't mm. want to play Golden State in the damn playing. Thank mm. you. Because, 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 look, Steph Curry is just too damn dangerous. Like, and, mm-hmm. and I've said it. I've said it um, in years past. Obviously, they were at, at full strength or closer to full strength than what they are right now. But a 20-point lead is not safe with mm-hmm. that man on the floor. Nah. You're mm-hmm. talking about three stops, three threes, which we have seen, mm-hmm. and, a, and a 20-point lead evaporates in, in minutes to 11. It, yep. like, what, what, what are we talking? We're talking about a couple of possessions now. Mm-hmm. This is a game now. <clears throat> so to me, Steph Curry, the avalanche and the flurry that's him, I don't want to go against Golden State. But I'm not betting against the king. Mm-hmm. To add on to FIFO's point, uh, in case we want to supplement it a little bit, Curry's averaging 31.8 points per game, averaging 5.5 rebounds, averaging about 5.7 assists, and his three-point percentage right now is 42%. Stupid. He's been going absolutely eight. So, and so Ken, when we get to the play-in tournament, if it is in fact Golden State and it is uh, Los Angeles. People obviously is not betting against the king. 
Are you going to bet against the King? And if so, how many games does Curry get against the Lakers? How many do they got to play? They got to play one. They got they got to play one game. One. Mm-hmm. You mean one game? One game. One game. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like people. it's like a game. That's, seven. Like, that's why I don't want to play Golden State. I I I, th- I thought they at least had two out of three or something. No, that team is, Curry's on another level. Curry's been playing; he's like on another level right now. The team is gaining confidence with him. You saw Andrew Wiggins went off and and hit a, a big clutch basket. The Lakers are still banged up. That's gonna be tough, man. They're gonna have to blitz Curry a lot and take it. They're gonna have to take him out the game. Take him out the game. They're gonna have to take him out the game. You can't beat us, you yep. little light skinned yep. mother. You know yep. what I'm saying? But if he anybody can do it. it, he can because they've been the exactly. Lakers with LeBron and AD this year. Mm-hmm. So when them coming back from you know being out, LeBron is not in rhythm. I know he's gonna play two games, but he needs more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and the way them other niggas looking. <laughs> hey, but THT hit a big shot the other night. THT, yeah. that, that, that dude, man, that dude, that dude got it. Yeah. He, he nice. got it. Drummond he just had 20 and 10. Baker in that series. But I'll take the Warriors. Mm. Mm. Okay. So you betting against the king. Mm-hmm. I'm betting Not against it. a rusty king. I'm betting <laughs> against. So we got one AD. for Golden State. Yeah, it's one game, man. Curry can snap for 50, 50 yeah, easy. I know. Easy. No matter who guarding him. Nope. Man, it, it, it like both both sides have said, it's, 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 this is going to be, like, one of the best games I would anticipate anyway of the playoffs, even though it's the first, you know, a play-in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And in saying that, it could go either way, man. It depends on which team shows up that night. But I'm I am I'm with Ken. I'm betting on Golden State to show up. I think that Le- LeBron is going to be LeBron, but normally in a situation like this, LeBron would guard Curry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That would be the strategy. Mm-hmm. But with him coming off injury and, and being rusty like that, him chasing Curry around just, you know, I don't see how that's possible. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think Golden State, if they can keep the game going up and down like they do and hit a couple shots, it's, it's going to be a wrap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now the, the thing about it, Ken, I don't know if you know this, but the winner of this game, the loser, the winner of this game moves on. The loser of this game plays the nine and ten winner. So you still got another shot to make playoffs to be the AC. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so it's so it's not it's not as much pressure. The seven and eight game is not as much pressure as the nine and ten game. Uh mm-hmm. the nine and ten loser is out. The seven and eight loser plays the nine and ten winner. To see who moves on. So in saying it's, that, it's Memphis, right? Which is right now the nine seed. If yeah, right now it's Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're going to yeah. play Memphis. Right. San Antonio could sneak in. San, San Antonio could sneak if in. Memphis, if Memphis wins that game, because who's who's the ten seed? Is it San Antonio? It should be San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So if if San Antonio wins that game, then whoever, whoever wins that nine and ten matchup is going to be who is ten? Yeah, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. As of right now, it's San Antonio, Memphis, and uh, not the pop. No, pop is you know he's really yeah. reinvented, and we're gonna get into coach appreciation. I'm gonna ask y'all some questions about that, but um, let me get deeper into this question. We got we got a couple about. super chats real quick. Oh yeah, going. the only reason I'm throwing them in now is so we can, you know they might want to ask another one to catch. <laughs> For sure. Um, drink more water. 
Hey, appreciate you drinking my water for rocking with us uh, on Tuesday. I'm trying. I'm trying to drink oh. my water, but right now, yeah, that's it. That is it. That is it. Um, who guards LeBron and AD for the Warriors? Wow, Draymond and Andre, um, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think I would think Draymond and, and Wiggins as well. I mean, they just going to have Oubre. Yep, Oubre's out. He's hurt again. He busted. Man, he made me look bad. Mm-hmm. For a little bit, yeah, he, he got he, he got it back a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but he got he it, the, the Phoenix or wherever he was last year showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pressure on expectations can make or break you. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, especially when I, you're seeking a new deal. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing for that paper because you want to mm-hmm. secure your family lifestyle. You've got a lot of pressure on you, so guys want to go out there and really mm-hmm. give one hundred and ten percent, and maybe sometimes press a little too hard. And become a little inconsistent with their play because they want to prove to a team, if not the one they're on right now, like Ubre, but a potential suitor free agency. Just like um, look at Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is putting up numbers and balling in in Houston. You're gonna get but a you deal. put him in a winning yeah. situation with yeah. pressure. He busted. Christian mm-hmm. Wood, the same thing. Coach said it on the show on Tuesday. I don't know if y'all watched the show Tuesday. If not, please do us a favor. Go back and check out that show. We had a great guest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach said it well. He was saying how change of scenery sometimes gives you a change in results. You know what I'm saying? He was like, a new situation does not automatically mean whatever you did at that old situation. You'll be able to do it the new place as well. New scenery, new results. So you can have like a down drop based off the fact that you're playing with more talent. So it just depends. It, it's, you hope what you bring can add, but sometimes it can subtract. Sometimes it can add more, but sometimes it can fall off. So it really just depends. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the Lakers, the FIFO's not betting against them. Ken is betting against them. And Sheldon, I don't think you ever answered it. So you're saying that the Lakers are going no, no, to get Golden the State. game against Golden State? Golden no, I State. said Golden State. So we got two for, Golden. Mm-hmm. two for Golden State. When it comes to the Lakers, we, we just saw Drummond put up 20 and 10. Are we betting on the pieces of the puzzle all coming together, regardless of if they win that game or not? Um, are we thinking the Lakers make the playoffs, right? Everybody yes. here thinks they at least make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs so, regardless. For sure. And I guess I asked that question to lead into, if the Lakers do not make the playoffs, will this be the last play-in tournament we ever see? <laughs> Bro, yes. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Because yeah. LeBron gonna pull mm-hmm. his strings. Oh, he gonna show his ass. <laughs> yep. You know what, cute? <laughs> I, I would not seeing that shit. I would love to see it. <laughs> he gonna go the fuck off. Yep. Adam Silver gonna come out oh, with that little two frame rock, 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 Roger Rabbit shit, and he gonna come out. Talking about the playing tournament has been suspended due to concerns from players and executives. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is, man. But so the Lakers gonna make make the playoffs. We're all betting on that. But but check this How out. How far? This, I just wanted to up? point out: if you're the NBA, you couldn't ask for anything better. You like, could. That's the whole point of this. You could. The ratings I mean, are so bad that you got to get this excitement. versus Curry. In the, in, play. the, in the bonus for round, playing game. Yeah. What what more could mm-hmm. you ask for? Yeah. Everybody gonna watch what, it. Yeah. What more could mm-hmm. you ask for? And then and then think about it this way as well. So both of them make the playoffs. You still got them. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron against Utah 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, let's say if, if it plays out like I I am saying it will, LeBron against Utah right. in the first round. It's like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got your mm-hmm. upstart against mm-hmm. your vet, and same thing with Curry against um, Phoenix. You couldn't mm-hmm. ask for a better situation than this play mm-hmm. You couldn't. You couldn't ask for a better situation. Hey, put some respect on their name. Defending champs, Shelton. Defending champs. Oh, 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 I, oh. You, no, you I said that team. Long. You said that team. <laughs> oh, put some respect on the name. I, That's I, the defending champs. I was saying it with a capital T, not not <laughs> <laughs> that team. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that'll, no, that'll that. be that'll be some stuff. But you right, Q. I, I wouldn't. I I would. I wouldn't be surprised if you did see it gone. But I think it's awesome. I think it's an awesome thing to do, yeah. even though you know people can say I don't want to. You know, see extra. You know, it's too many people getting a shot. I, I think it's great for basketball. Right. That one game with everything on the line means a lot. Right, and it's just like the ratings right now are very bad for the NBA because of the coronavirus and whatnot, the reopening and whatnot. We'll see if that affects people's viewing of playing as we move forward. But um, you really can't ask like like you also you cannot ask for a better situation because this has a lot of game seven 2016 energy around it that this might be, you know, what I mean, like, all right, let's do a, you know, a do over. You know, what I mean, let's see if uh, LeBron versus Curry really is, you know, the Pantheon matchup that it was and it continues to be. Uh, we'll see. Um, so the Lakers. Are obviously in you know, a lot of people's minds going to make the playoffs. How 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 deep of a run do we all think they can make with Drummond, Schroeder, LeBron, and AD? Let's assume that they're all at least eighty five percent healthy. I'll start with FIFO. Um, they can they can get so if they if they win the play in, mm-hmm. what seed are they? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So they if they win the first Utah game, they're seventeen. Mm-hmm. So if all of the top seeds win outside of the Lakers, mm-hmm. who, who would they see in the second round? They would see. Um, I think they probably would number see one seed. The, the Clippers, Lakers. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Clippers would be four, five, or three, six. Well, the one Clippers right now are third. Either way, honestly, I, I, I think the West is wide open because I don't think Phoenix is a legit contender. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think they are scary, uh, but I don't, I don't think that they've had that ass whooping yet. Obviously CP is there to navigate them. And I think he could potentially get them to the Western conference finals, but they're not getting over that Laker. Yeah, they're not fully formed. They're not fully formed. They're not ready for that yet. Uh, they're not built for that yet. Honestly, mm-hmm. they just not built for that. Um, and all of the other teams like, yeah, the Clippers nice, but playoff P. Mm. All of the greats go up in the playoffs. All of their all of their numbers, right? And maybe even even if it's not across the board, there's certain things that you elevate in the playoffs. Playoff P, opposite. So yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I'm sold on them. Um, even though I like the addition of Rondo, it is gonna make it easier. But now, nah, man, the, busted, man, he ain't been doing shit. Okay, yeah. but look, the Lakers, the Lakers will make it out the West. I, I just, I don't see nobody really ready. Uh, Denver potentially, but I don't even know if they're going to even have to play them. Mm, okay. So we, we got Lakers finals bound Sheldon. I, I think that the, the Clippers will still take the Lakers out this year. I, I don't, I think that's tough to, 
to say I think the Lakers will be fine if they're if they're eighty five percent healthy. I think they'll be okay. But I still think whatever round they play the Clippers in, that'll be it for them. Mm. So we're thinking Ibaka is you know going to be back, obviously, and mm-hmm. Ibaka guarding AD. You have what PG or Ka- Kawhi probably guarding LeBron. Most likely it'll be Kawhi. You'll probably mm-hmm. have PG helping um, Ibaka, and then Schroeder a, a motivated. What's my Demarcus Cousins motivated sure. Demarcus Cousins? Boogie can I, be I down just, there. Mm-hmm. I just think that they, I think that they have enough firepower, and they should have a chip on their shoulder going in mm-hmm. to do this. So that's why I think they'll be able to pull it off. And so go ahead. You, you said they, they don't have enough. Nah, something's off with the Clippers, man. Mm. At times they look like world beaters, then there are times they look like just another regular team. Mm. So we'll see. But mm. um, to answer the question about the Lakers, I. I've been really trying to figure that out, and it's really hard to judge them based on everybody being hurt. Schroeder, you know, LeBron, AD, you know, like they haven't had their team together in a minute. Uh, when I was talking about expectations, Drummond, is, he, he's one of those guys. When I see and I look at Drummond out there, it's like, man, things were easy in Detroit because – They didn't expect anything from you. But Mm -hmm. now, you know, you're expected to, you know, make these easy putbacks and stuff like that. You know, he he barely jumps off the ground (laughs) when he does anything, but he's a great rebounder and he does get easy, easy buckets, you know, because he's so active. So he's still putting up double doubles and he makes it a little easy, to be honest. But what happens in, you know, when 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 the game is on the line or can you stay out of fucking foul trouble? So, but that's the advantage they have because they can put Gazal in there. They can put Herat, um, uh, Montrez in there. Mm-hmm. So that brings me around to the coach, Vogel, because he struggled with rotations. He struggled with minutes. Mm-hmm. When is he going to play Gasol and, and Harrell? Harrell's been sitting on the bench. What is he going to do about THT? he be having Caruso in there when Caruso, Caruso shit, being a fuck. <laughs> yes, Caruso shit. Being a fucking up the goddamn game. THT got to come in, but he does all the right things, but he's still young and makes young mistakes. So Vogel has one hell of a job ahead of him, man. And, you know, with them having their pieces being so out and about like this, they're going to need a good tune-up series to get back in, in rhythm. So whoever they play in the first round may go seven. They win that. I think they may, you know, have some lather on them and they could probably get to, to the finals again. Um, because, yeah, I, I don't, Everybody in the in the top are frauds. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. The Jazz mm-hmm. are frauds. The fucking damn Suns, what? Well, not frauds. Not frauds. They're not true contenders. Right. 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 They're not true yeah. contenders. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't they don't have enough pieces. Um, all of those teams. Like who who who's the number two in Utah? Like who's the legit Joe number Angles? two? Yeah, that's not good enough. You're six um, man probably. Joe Clark. I mean, uh, yeah, Carson. Carson's probably. He's and the he's he the he's the new age on Luka. Jordan Clarks. <laughs> Yo, y'all be dying when Lu- he be dying when like, Luka, Luka compared to Luka won two, three, six man of the year. It's like I know nice. that, but what comes with that? What do you six man of the year awards? J.R. Smith yeah. won that, no, but I when do. you get in the playoffs, what happens? Well, no. They attack him on on defense. On defense. Yeah, of course. But 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 what? I, look, 
That's what I'm saying. I cannot make it. I, it's I'm not agreeing an insult, with you. but it is kind of an insult. No, but, but he, no, he's Lou Will. He's a, he's a walking bucket. Like you, like you have to respect that man. Bro, that, Lou, Lou, have you seen him? Like some of the shit he's doing. He's, yeah, he's been working. Games, that's, that's fine. But I've also remember Jordan. I know he's been working on this game. So the Clarkson now is different. It's way different. With, His re- bag is way bigger. But remember the expectations. No, 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 no. But but we had to taper those. We had to taper those. And see, this is okay. Look, you think he can handle expectations <laughs> now? Yeah, because he knows his, so. his role is clearly defined now. Like, like, like he no longer has to assume the position of like leader and all of that other stuff. Bro, I, I'm here to get a bucket. I, 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 I got he like was two- supposed to get a bucket when he was with the Lakers. But his bag is different now, though, Ken. Yeah. No, when he was with, with uh, Cleveland. His bag is different now, Ken. I don't yeah. look. You, look, imagine living in Utah for half the year, bro. You ain't got shit to do but hoop, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah he do nothing but hoop. <laughs> it ain't nothing but it his ain't nothing but GOP and Mormons. If you really watch a man like 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 the moves he's making, he didn't have that even two years ago. Okay. So 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 I gotta give that man a lot of props. Like he like and here's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Consistent. Yeah. He's been consistent and the expectation is no longer there, right? Like because as you try to establish yourself in the league, you try like wh- where do you cap? Like, am I an all-star? Am I like a, a, a starter? Am I like the all-star off the bench, like like superstar six man that, that coaches want me to go go in there and get buckets? Like, what's my role? And I think playing with Kobe, playing with LeBron, he he was always going to be second fiddle, but now I think he found his role and his role is just to get buckets because he worked on his game and now he's way more efficient at doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's still not good know. enough. It's still not good enough. I don't know. It's still not good enough though. <laughs> and when you look at the other teams, the reason why I say the Lakers are still going to get there because it's only the Clippers that have two legitimate superstars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but Rondo... Eh, eh, Rondo's Rondo. Rondo's not going to give you buckets like that. Not every game. Like, he can give you 20, 30 here or there in the playoffs. Uh, but it's, it's Paul George. I don't believe in that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm so, I, and I've been calling it for years. Ever since he got the OKC. I do not believe in that man in the playoffs. What about Lou? Lou. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look. He did... He did what he was supposed to do and have a more peaceful regular season. True. That team he kept was them out of the headline. Exactly. Yep. That team was never better from a talent perspective, meaning they're big the, the mm-hmm. people at the top. AD and LeBron is better than Kawhi and Paul George. That's end of story. And that's the reason why the Clippers will not beat the Lakers. Simple as Ooh. that. What about Abaka and what about Abaka? What about Demarcus Cousins? All of that is nice. All of that Rondo. is nice. All of that is nice. It, it's not LeBron and AD because look here, here. Here's the thing: in the playoffs, when it slows down, who is going to be the most efficient team? Who who can overwhelm you with their sheer will? Who have we seen that do that more than anybody in these playoffs right now? I think now? the most efficient team will be the Clippers, but the one that can overwhelm you with will will be the Lakers. Correct. And, and, and I would and say because I would of say that, the same thing because of the consistency. Like I said, you know, it, with as many games as those guys have missed, and you brought in a new piece like Drummond, it's going to be kind of hard to get that to gel and get that consistency that you'll need 
to be successful. That would be the only thing, uh, that subtraction, because of the addition, that would be what would hurt the Lakers more than anything else. I ain't going to say that it's going to kill them, but still, it's going to hurt them more than anything else. But, you know, but, but and I understand the chemistry thing. Trust me, I, I do. But I also feel as a coach, having too much talent or sometimes talent that doesn't necessarily work together, that, 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 that's, that's why you pay me. You know what I'm saying? You pay me to figure that out. And part of that is how you rotate players. So the first person coming out the game will be Drummond. Drummond will start, but Drummond will probably run more with just LeBron and no AD, more with the second unit. And let, we haven't seen all three of them together yet. Exactly. We haven't seen that yet. You let AD run with all of the other starters. Let LeBron and Drummond run with the, with the, with the bench guy. Like, you, 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 come on, man. You can manipulate that. That's why, that's why you pay coaching. Well, LeBron's going to have to take over. Oh, 100%. When he get back, he's going to have to coach. He's going to have to figure out the rotation. <laughs> Pretty LeBron much. Do everything. I'm <laughs> sorry. But hasn't that always been LeBron? But he, I was going to say, he probably been doing that all the time. Okay? Yeah. He's going to really have to do it now, though, because it's so, yeah. it's, they're going to have to think so much and do so much on the fly that, I mean, you know, because, I mean, we got guys who's been playing. Ben McLemore, it's a good pickup. Wesley Matthews finally found his rhythm. But those guys are hitting three, so they're, they're going to be instrumental. But when do you play them? So, you know, but I think is also that's a lot on the coach. I'm not saying that LeBron doesn't have a say or or he can't influence. Certain things, but but hey. and and this is also why I say the Lakers will win, because in all of the, 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 the championship runs that every team has, you always get a Ben Mack to have a big game. Just one. I just need one. I, yeah, I don't need to have multiple games. KCP was last year, kind of KCP. You know, yeah. I just all of you other guys that make under ten million a year, give me one. Just give me one game. If they do that, like they're that good that they're gonna. LeBron James is is too ahead, literally, like just too ahead of the game right now to be beat on the court like that. Like you have to come with a Golden State route. Like the Brooklyn right. Nets can overwhelm the all Lakers right. with talent. We'll see. You but gotta that's overwhelm why, we'll the Lakers we'll with we'll talent. See. I, I, that's why FIFO, though, I think LeBron was setting us up. That's why he kept saying, I'm never going to be back to being 100% again. I think that was a setup saying, like, I don't think this is going to be my year. You know what I'm saying? Just that 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 kind of tone that he was talking in kind of felt like a setup to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think he believes at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, I, hey uh, while we at it, pause for one second. We got a boatload of Super Chats that came through. Go ahead. Got another one. We got like eight super chats, y'all. We appreciate all of it. I'm gonna go through all these all right. real quick. We're gonna sure. do these super chat lines. Hey, we appreciate it. Keep them coming. We need them. And I appreciate all of you. We're gonna start with Kyle O. Kyle O, what's happening, man? Appreciate you. He says Shelton is Mac Malcolm Brogdon still a top five point guard at the moment. <laughs> no. Malcolm Brogdon uh was befell by injuries. At that point, I think he was, and I think he'll come back. I think he'll come back strong, but he's been out. And been hurt this whole time, so I don't. I can't put him up there nowhere near that list. And then with the way people stepped up at the end, um, the Westbrooks and the players like that, they just knocked him way down that list. But at the time, he was he was balling at the time. The next one was uh, Marty McFly. Where does Kawhi go if they lose? He home. He ain't going nowhere. You think he'll stay? Paul George going somewhere. Koala. Yeah, I agree. If if they lose, and if if PG fucks up, Kawhi is getting the hell out of there. 
Kawhi has loyalty to no one but Kawhi. You ain't lying. Um, do you think he signs <laughs> with the Lakers? Golden State. I thought go. Golden that's what State? I said. Golden mm. State. I said Golden State. Now that's, that's fucking unfair again. <laughs> that's so unfair. Yeah, again. but Golden State. I mean, Cali. Uh, the aren't they still paying Wiggins? Yeah, Golden State. But they'll figure it out. They'll yeah, figure it out. To stay, he may be forced to stay by default because he won't want to go play with LeBron. Mm-hmm. He'll play with Curry. That's where he should have went. That, but he may. Kawhi, I mean, he may. Nah, that most likely that. Kawhi will stay, but on the off chance, I see him going to go to state because he's like, man, that's only what a two hour flight. Like, let me go ahead up there real, real quick. I don't quick. think he fucked with LeBron. He don't. I don't think so. And and like and like I respect that ability and I respect that mentality. So to add on to what y'all saying, in a scenario where the Lakers get out of the West. They have to have games where Kuzma hits like three or four threes. You got to have at least like 17 points from Schroeder. You got to have at least two threes from Matthews. Those other guys have to win, kind of like how Shaq always talks about. Um, adding on to the conversation to keep it moving, unless we got more super. But, oh, we got, oh, we got we got eight of them, Q. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's run them off. Let's run them off. I'm going to run them all down. Edward Owusu, hey, appreciate you, Edward. AD will be at the five in crunch time every time. Has he been at the at the five in crunch time? That's what he does. He don't play the yeah, five until the crunch. Typically, that's where he put him. I ain't seen him play much five like that. I I see him stand out there at the three-point line more than anything else. I mean, he's making out. the shots. But... Shout out to Chill Vibes. I just want to say that. Um. Also, oh, also, man, real quick, uh, for Tigolo, man, Tigolo's mom is having surgery. Miss Gladys in the morning. Hey, prayers up for her. Let her know dead end is thinking about her. For sure. And keep us posted. And happy Mother's Day to all y'all's moms out there, by the way. For sure. Um, We them boys. Appreciate you, we them boys. The Clippers have no excuses. Lakers and Nuggets are injured. They got got to win the West. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, Utah Utah Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Utah, great year. Um, Phoenix, great year. But the Clippers have to, they they didn't lose anything. So they they should be in the finals no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. That is, yeah. Damn, that's a good ass point. I didn't think about that. They've been just kind of skating on by, man. They have. So if they don't lose, nobody's going to come at their neck like that. Correct. Mm -hmm. They have. Oh, I'm gonna remember this shit. <laughs> they've been, they've been true, they've been true, yeah. They've been true middling. That, that's what they've they been mean for real all mm-hmm. this whole time. Mm-hmm. Which, which may play in their favor though. The fact that they've been playing on laying under the radar like they have been, this may work in their favor because they haven't felt much pressure. So the pressure is gonna be on the Utahs and the Phoenixes mm-hmm. and the Lakers, and, and you know what I'm saying the teams like that. They don't really have as much pressure as the other teams because of how everybody else has stepped up. Mm-hmm. Also, the next super chat was from Drink More Water. Drink More Water. Appreciate you as always. Andre Drummond has the worst field goal percentage from the restricted area. 51.9% of anyone in the NBA that attempted at least 200 shots. Giannis is at 80.6 for comparison. That's crazy. That's a fact. And that's why that's I'm scared. He's up a lot. That's, that, see, that's why I'm scared for the Lakers. I don't want a situation where Andre Drummond is just eating up a lot of space getting empty stats, missing rotations, getting picked up on pick and rolls and just, just destroy it. I don't want that for his life. I don't want that for his career. 
but it, right. but, it, but it may be in his future because what I saw last night is encouraging enough to get a win, but against the Rockets, who was basically running a G League team, you beat went you what they won by two points. Yeah, so obviously adding LeBron James and, and uh, Schroeder is gonna add definitely a big difference. But I'm not in love with his intangibles. But he's a you know he's a solid player, and I hope that good things happen for him. He doesn't know how to play winning basketball yet. <laughs> you know, being stuck in Detroit. In Cleveland, he barely played. Like, it goes back to the expectations. When I see Drummond out there, it's like he's just used to running out there on the court and just doing stuff. Now it's no longer doing stuff. Now you have to be smart in what you're doing. You have to follow the game plan. Like you said, you can't miss your rotations. You can't do any of that stuff. You got to play winning basketball. So, Will they have enough time to integrate him into what they want to do? I don't know, but they just may have him out there being just a, a, another fucking Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, and that may be good enough to get by. It worked with them, so it could work with Drummond. Uh, I think that they brought – well, he he brings a lot to the table if he does what he brought there to do. If he rebounds and plays some defense, then he'll be good. But those guys, they were, they were rebounding. They were athletic. They were blocking shots. They were doing some things, and that's really what they need him to do. Drummond's and not athletic, and he can't play defense. That's the mm-hmm. that's what that's what the messed up part about it is. Um, you got Mark Gasol, who actually plays better with that unit, if you ask me. Um, yeah, on the bench, so they really need to just give a lot of that time to Gasol, and they'll be okay because he can at least stop and pop. He's hitting shots. It just takes him twenty minutes to get up and down, to get up to the <laughs> other side of the court. <laughs> Once the game slows down in the playoffs, I believe that. Gasol will have a lot more of a pronounced presence. People love to, yeah, he's he's very cerebral. And I want to make a point about, you know, relating to Kawhi's uh, playoff uh, run. A lot of people give Kawhi all of the props in that playoff run. But Mm -hmm. if you really go back and you watch that Toronto team, Nick Nurse masterfully used Mark Gasol as an anchor against guys like Embiid completely getting them out of their game in key moments. Guys like, you know, obviously the others had a lot more to do with that ring than what people will lead on to. And I mm-hmm. think that Marcus Saul can bring that perspective and that uh, championship DNA before coming to the Lakers. So that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had every right to be frustrated when they brought in Drummond. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess it just has to give him a separate kind of look. But I, I like the versatility, at least. And if you can have those guys be at least 85 percent, like I said, I do see the Lakers get to the finals. Yeah, but Gasol's minutes were drying up before they brought in Drummond, though. Yes, sir. So sure. I don't know why he was bitching like that. Well, because I mean, I get it. But it's just like, bro, you had like you were playing 20, 25, 30 minutes. Well, I think, no, I think but, I think though, I think that he was brought in for the playoff time. That's when you were going to see him more. Yeah. And I think that's what he was looking towards. It wasn't really regular season minutes he was looking at. It was the crunch time minutes where, he, you know, his spots. And that was going to come into his spots and how he was effective with the team. That's what I was thinking. That's what I but got. But Montrez ain't, ain't, ain't bitching. But so Montrez been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't know that. Montrez never been sure. the guy. Mark, yeah, but he was, he was playing a lot before all these guys came. Yeah. So now you know, he, he you know, barely gets on the court. He but you, but, but I think Montrez knows that in the playoffs, he's going to be the one that's going to play small ball five a lot. Hit between yeah. him and AD. Like, they're going to play a lot together. Him, AD, Kuz, Braun. 
and, and, and whatever other shooter has it on that night. Uh, um, uh, the one that they just signed that um, Macklemore, uh, Wesley Matthew. Who who hit? Oh, you hit two shots. Hey, you playing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's gonna be their lineup. Well, Gasol better thank Kuzma because Kuzma was the one that said, "Hey, you need to play Gasol more." Mm-hmm. He yeah. did. Yep, and it worked mm-hmm. out. It's worked out a lot. Mm-hmm. Ed, the next super chat was from Edward Awuso again. He said, "Drummer's percentages have been better with the Lakers." Mm. Mm. They've been better, but he's just not like I said. He, he's he's a shell of himself right now to mm. me, and he and I just I don't see checking him. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. The next super chat was from Chill Vibes twenty four. Chill Vibes, Ooh. appreciate you for the large donation, man. Shout out Chill Vibes. It. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This season has been the least amount of NBA I've watched. I always keep up, and I'm excited for the playoffs. But with low ratings and LeBron only having a few years, what is the future of the NBA looking like to you guys? Ooh, so that's a great question. So mm, basically, like asking who's the face of the league and whatnot, it's going to be the most skilled you've ever seen, probably the easiest to score that you've ever seen, probably the hardest to defend that you've ever seen because the rule book is probably going to make it even harder to play defense. I think we're going to see, obviously, younger guys uh, ascend quicker. I think that we're going to get out of the mind frame of he's only 22 and doing this. I think that we're going to get to a point where it's he's 22. Where is the championship at? Because guys are going to start coming in from high school. You got guys and we're going to get into that as well. But it's going to be a really young up and down game. And it's going to be the most explosive athletes we've seen, the best three point shooters we've seen. And uh, it's going to be really fun to see the uh, future of the NBA, in my opinion. You, you know, what's interesting. Uh, uh, Q is saying that and years ago, right, years ago, when we were still on Blog Talk Radio, I was talking about how I believe years ahead, even, you know, a couple of years from now, that the league is going to have to expand because of the influx of talent that's going to come in. I 100 percent. I 100% agree with Q, man. Like, these young guys are just more ready. They they just are. There's more. Look, I, I, follow, I follow this trainer, uh, C. Brickley, and he just yep. got a, a ball is, no, um, Slam Magazine cover, some big article calling him the trainer of the decade, but he's only been in the game five years. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that's training Julius Randle. He's the one that's training Jordan Clarkston. All of these guys that you see are making these jumps. They're they're training with him. Carmelo Anthony trains with him. Um, I say all that to say that young guys nowadays have trainers at like 11, at 10. You know, they're playing year-round basketball. They're just more ready to come into the league and have success. And even if they're not ready day one, like I always say, give them three to five. Look at Brandon Ingram. People were questioning. But when he hit that three to five, he's a 20-point-a-game scorer now. Look at Julius Randle. You got to give some of these uh, guys a little bit of time to bake. Um, but but they're just more ready. The foundation is more is more there. They, they could just do more things. There's Look more the infrastructure. There's, there's, there's more infrastructure outside of the game, and there's more of a pipeline, like, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Even earlier than that, people, guys are not – training at 10 they're training at six seven they're like in ball handling camps at seven years old uh they're 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 going to nba cares camps they're going to players who give back to their home cities they go to college uh affiliate camps they go to juco camps that this is you know just the nature of athletic talent and then you know that actually leads into uh 
you know, a thought that I was uh, having earlier, a conversation I was having earlier with, with a friend of mine. Uh, when it comes to this two cities, I believe that are destined for new teams with this expansion that you're talking about. Let me know what y'all think. But Seattle and Vegas in the next in the next 10 years easily get a team. 100. I would say probably even in the next five. For real. Um, yeah. j- j- just from an NBA business perspective, not from a talent influx shit that I've been predicting type stuff. No, nah, but just just from a league business expansion perspective. I, I Look, this, this, this is what I say. Move Memphis to the east because I don't understand why in the hell they're, they're a Western Conference team. Right. Just geographically. Just move them to the east. Add Vegas and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Do we think the Pelicans become the Vegas Pelicans as a ploy to keep Zion away from one of these big markets? Or does the NBA want Zion to go to one of those big markets? I, th- I think the NBA likes New Orleans, though. Mm. I think the NBA likes. I, I think I, I don't know why, but I think they they like that fan base, and I don't think that they want to move that. I think that because they already did it, you know, and, mm. and it wasn't necessarily, you know. So it, it is what it is. Look, yeah. New Orleans needs to stay. Seattle and Vegas, one hundred percent. Okay, she needs to go. No, nah, you can keep them. Just add those two new teams in because the talent yep. is. Just so expansive, and uh, I'm gonna get into a question that adds on to that. But Ken has something to say. I think. Let me oh, just the okay. future of the NBA. I, I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, who do I like watching? Like, out of the young guys, like Jabba, he's had a down year. Um, injuries. Yeah, yeah, because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mitchell, Mitch, I like mm-hmm. watching him a lot. Uh, Booker. Um, mm-hmm. Luca, uh, Luke. <laughs> that's hey, hey, that's Zion. Hey, come on, Zion. But no, Luca is, is a young star. Trey, Trey Young, mm-hmm. Lamelo, um, Bam. Who? Lamelo. No. Put some uh, respect on that man. Don't, don't, don't worry about it, people. Don't uh, worry about it. Anthony Edwards, Bam. <laughs> but nah, um, but nah, yeah, yeah. So I think they have some nice young budding stars uh, on the way, and yeah, Lamelo's Lamelo's entertaining, I guess, mm-hmm. for some. But uh, <laughs> you gonna commit to that hate? Oh my oh, goodness! So, but I I do think we gotta see what these young cats do that that mm-hmm. come out. We we don't you know R J Barrett has been up and down, but he has a future. But can he be a star? Mm-hmm. But some most of the guys we were talking about are like stars, their names that have been mm-hmm. made and branded and built by the NBA. So you know, and 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 they just gotta take that and go from there. And I think kind of going to what you're saying. So what do you do with the G League, right? So how do you develop? Where do you find your next Trey Young, Zion, even RJ and Cam, you know, even though they haven't done much, but they were names, right? Ja developed in the the tournament. Mm -hmm. Like these type of guys. Like will Mm -hmm. the G League really be able to replace that? Yes. Yes. You know what? Now, now, here's the thing. The G League needs to figure out their TV and marketing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the first year. And, you know, like sometimes you got to put out there. Oh, snap. OK, OK. Got a little got a little tension. Jalen Green doing his thing out here. Get some grown ass men. How do we market and promote that? How do we attract more people? This is just year one of it. Um, I definitely think that that as they grow it, it's going to. I haven't changed my stance. It's going to eclipse NCAA. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, how, what, do they, what do they do to get there? Who? The, 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 
All they got to do is just market and promote. They 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 got to figure out tournaments. They got to put players on you know the top players on opposite teams and stuff like that, and you know let them battle it out. You know, um, it's 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 not a difficult thing. It's just you gotta you gotta dip your toe in the water to know how hot it is. And we actually stumbled onto the next topic right here. I, I love when I hey, I got a couple more super chats before What's we up? go. I'm, I'm gonna knock all these out so we. No, you good? We, all right. Well, because it's on the same. Some of it's on the same stuff. Vogel needs respect. This is from Edward Owusu again. Vogel needs respect. Uh, he's kept the Lakers at the number one ranked defense in the league for the entire season. Wow. Does that, that put some respect? Yeah, Vogel, yeah. Vogel's a great Defended defensive chance. coach. He's a yeah. great defensive coach. He's never not been a great defensive coach. It's always been LeBron and Jay Kidd who's been the offensive guys. Be like, this is the lineups. This is what needs to happen. Uh, Edward Wusu, hey, we appreciate the love from you, Edward. Edward, Shout out Edward Ed, sending a bunch of them, and I appreciate that. Mark Gasol got COVID, so his numbers went down while he was recovering. That is correct, yep, as oh, well. I Plus, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got one from Tigolo. Tigolo says, "Shout out to Dead End Fam. No questions, just love. Appreciate love, you man. always. Shout out, Tig, man. Love is returned. Mm-hmm. So, thank now, you for the super chats. Uh, keep sending them in." Uh, but we stumbled onto the next topic. Uh, the topic of is the NCAA in trouble? I uh, wanted to pose a question of the fact that a lot of marquee guys like the Jalen Greens, like the I think Jonathan Kumingas, uh, the Amani Bates of the world, people who are decommitting, people who are choosing the overseas path like LaMelo, people who are opting for the money in G League. Are is the NCAA going to become a relic in basketball? And are they in trouble with this new wave of talent who has Instagram pages by the time they're 17 with three, 30 million, 20 million, 5 million followers? They already have a platform and they're leveraging it to get money in these uh, entities in these different leagues. So, Ken, do you think that the NCAA is in trouble like FIFO? Uh, absolutely. And I think these guys that are choosing to leave, if they get to the NBA, if they're able to monetize even more while in the G League, then that's just going to send a, a, a message to the guys behind them. Um, look, man, it's, it's, this thing is simple. It's money. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, the basketball players are just a, a new, new slaves running around on the court dunking and entertaining for the masses while these old ass colleges and institutions get all the money, man. I heard Alabama, I heard Alabama's football program and some of these football programs could pay for every single student's tuition 100. at the university, 100. every single one off the money that they make. Mm-hmm. That needs to be known out there. I didn't even know that. Imagine yeah. if people, yeah. ask, yeah. it's, it's it, no, I understand the money. But you got to contextualize how much money for somebody. When you tell me that a, a, a college program, a football college program, could basically help give free education to people that go there, that changes a lot of things for a lot of people that don't know that because that's going to help people think differently. So it's all about following the money, as everybody say, right? That's, that's a saying for a reason. So if these kids go to the G League, the NBA, do what they do and they get in there and they brand that thing. They make that thing look good on school and they got these guys, you know, looking and, and it attracts a following, which I know it probably more than likely would. 
because the kids already got a following. What's the NCAA going to do? See, now, now here's Star the thing. Players. But, but, but let, let, let me clarify how I feel about this because I don't think that the NCAA is done. Because the way that the NCAA is structured, it's more so structured for two, three, four year guys. It's not, it's never, it was never structured for the one and done. It was never structured for the phenom. It was never structured for that. So the phenoms can go to the G League or directly to the NBA whenever they uh, move that rule. But think about this. Damian Lillard, John Morant needed two years of college. Dwayne Wade needed those years of college. Those guys ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're still going to get those guys that needed the college experience because they're not ready to produce right now at the professional level. So, so, so the marquee names aren't going to be in the NCAA, but they, we, they, they will have the opportunity to become marquee names. So basically what's happening right now is a monetization of the one and done classes. 100%. Right. Because, again, Back to my theory of the influx of talent. There's more guys ready at a younger age now. Yes, they have are. You, have you looked at Imani Bates? No, nah, not recently. Oh, my God. KD 2.0, he's ready right now. He could go. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying that physicality, you know, this, that, the third, he going to bang. No, no, he going to get tossed around, but he going to average 16. Mm-hmm. The man could get 16 in the league today. That's the type of talent but that's you know out what? there. I, I, I think so. Get on oh, the point, hand it right to you. Uh, and he's saying that that they're gonna have to start paying players, and that is a big thing. That mm-hmm. shit ain't going anywhere. So no. what the G League could do is create a pathway to that happening. Well, well that's no, what, that's that's what it's gonna be. That's that's what I think is gonna have to happen because the NCAA will adjust. They're not gonna give up their cash cow and just let it walk away like that. So what they're gonna do is, with that top level talent, is gonna start migrating to the G League. Somewhat, but they're going to keep it in house by paying these guys a little bit more money than they've ever paid them before. They will give them everything they deserve, but they're going to give them more than they did before, which is going to be a nice little check. You know what I'm saying? Nice little check to, to live off of. Uh, uh, an official open. check or an under the table check? Which, which it's going to be a, an official IRS, check. IRS going to start it's, asking for accounting information? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's going to be an official check. They're going to they pay these boys. They're going to have to. And, and that's coming anyway. I think that that was along the lines of, of coming out anyway is what they were going to do. I just feel like it's going to go ahead and happen at this point because you can't give up that money. But it's not going to hurt the game. Like we talked about, the, the major programs, the Dukes of the world, for the longest, Duke had four-year players forever. That's all they were known. They were still on top. So in saying that, it won't hurt them quite as bad because the one it does was a new age thing that Mike Krzyzewski kind of brought into the system to kind of adapt, adapt to the time. Yep. But that wasn't his style forever. That wasn't how he won all those games. He won it with the the four-year developing players. So that's still going to be there. Those players will still be in existence. And I think it'll, they're going to pay them and they're going to keep them there. Yep. Like the Jimmy Butlers of the world. He he needed a couple of years of college. And the NBA. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but either way, either way. It like is. I, the, the NCAA ain't going nowhere. The tournament is set up for teams that have been together for a, a – a couple of years that have chemistry, and that's how you're going to get the best basketball. The one-and-done system in the NCAA threw a monkey wrench that that were false contenders. Mm-hmm. Right? How, how, how many of these one-and-done squads have really won championships like that? They don't win. There's not enough cohesion. Okay. There's just not enough. So when you get a team, like Coach was saying last week, or uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, 
um, when you get a team that has this level of cohesion, they've been through the trenches. They've been to a, a tournament or two already. They'd already tasted the feet. You brand new and you wet behind the ear because you think that you succeed, you could jump and you about to be a first round pick that you about to win this. Nah, bro, you, you got to play these straight 40 minutes right now. Yeah, it's but, a difference. But may, maybe to Shelton's point, the NCAA will always continue to have their built in fan base. But they will. What, what, there's only so many guys that's coming out of the NBA that's been there three or four years, right? Those lottery picks. We're talking about, what, 64 picks total, something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like, it's how how like, many dominant um, – how, how many of these these four-year players you expect to get? How no, many are drafted every no, year? No, 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 no. But it's not It's not even four-year. It's two, three-year players, right? Like, Draymond Green, did he did he play all four years? I wish B was on the show. He did um, play all four years. Yeah. He played all four years. Draymond did. There, there, there's got there's guys about second round draft picks. That's I what understand. The, that's what NCAA is going to be a bunch of second round draft picks and and some gems. Was it Jokic? Who the hell knew round? Damian Lillard's name at Weber State? You knew about you Damian Lillard? No, I did right. not. All right, talk, right then. You're talking about like two or three. But was it Jokic a second round pick? Huh? Was it Jokic a second round pick as well? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was from overseas, right? Yep. Yeah. What if the, what yeah. if the guys be like, "Yo, I don't want to play. Make, I'm I'm better than these guys in in college. I'm gonna go over overseas." They may do that too. I really o- believe over, that. I really what believe if overseas that, kids you know, come over here to play college. I really believe that the it's gonna become like soccer, man. It's gonna become like the farm systems are gonna become. Um, it's going to be multiple of them. Where there's gonna be leagues that I believe pop up in the next twenty years. Of NCAA, G League, there's going to be other entities. There's going to be an overseas entity. There's going to be, uh, you know, like the Drew League could get bigger and there could be other talent. Because to me, high school guys who don't get those offers, who don't get those looks, they're going to be the ones who benefit from the influx of talent because, oh, shit, if Amani's going, then that's a, that's a scholarship that a dude who's playing in you know, East Point, Texas, you know what I mean, might be able to get a look and become Jimmy Butler, you know what I mean? And I think that the future of the NBA is very bright when it comes to, the, to, to this to this talent because as as time progresses, we're seeing skill, uh, the, the people who possess a certain amount of skills, it's becoming wider and wider where positions, as we know, are becoming, it's already been a positionless game for years, but now everything is almost becoming homogenous where it's like this guy can catch, shoot, drive. He knows how to, you know, pick and roll. He knows how to play D this dude who's seven feet can do the same thing. This guy who's six, eight can do the same thing. This guy who's six, one does the same thing. And it's just a matter of putting roles together to get a certain outcome. You know what I mean? And it's all about who can organize that the best as an organization. So it's going to be great. But Sheldon, we got two super chats. Yes, sir, we do. We got one from Aldrin J. Appreciate you, Aldrin, Aldrin. as always. Um, HBCU basketball needs more investment. It definitely does. Um, It'd be nice to see a couple more players. We're starting to see some names go to HBCUs. and It it needs more investment from not only um, within itself, but from the fans as well. Hopefully that level of basketball steps up and we can see more of it. And speaking to that point, we did have an HBCU head coach on last Tuesday. So go back and watch that if you didn't catch it. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I do too. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, but 
yeah, we had, what, one or two guys go to HBCUs. If they start going to the G League, then what? But, um, but yeah, we, I think we're, we're going to – I think you're going to see an HBCU movement happen in general. I think a lot of these guys that play professional are going to start basically donating their time to those, to those institutions. Um, I'm just going to have to watch because we got Eddie George at one now. And, of course, we everybody know about yeah. primetime. So what are these other guys that played in the NFL or college, you know, or the NBA say, hey, I'm going to go to the to the um, to this HBCU and I'm going to start recruiting because, you know what, I'm fucking Spidey Mitchell Mitchell, and everybody remember me when I play and they're going to come play for me because I played at a professional level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So we got to we got one more. Yeah, we got two more. Actually, really quick, we got one from Maurice. Hey, man, y'all showing man love, man. I just want to say appreciate to the sh- to the chat, man. Y'all make the show every week. Y'all don't have to be nowhere, but you're here with us, and I appreciate it so deeply, man. For real. Yes, sir. Uh, Maurice Wilkins said, "There's always diamonds in the rough." Dame, Buddy Hill, CJ, Ja. Some kids might also think too high of themselves, like a Trayvon Duval. That's true. So that's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a, a tilt of both. You're still going to have some of those guys, man. I think being taught the game, as long as the coaching stays there in the NCAA, you know, you got the Mike Krzyzewski's of the game. You got certain coaches that will teach fundamentals. Tony Bennett, uh, Mark Few, these are some great coaches. You, If you want to be coached up and learn the game and be able to take it to the next level, the NCAA will still always be there. And I think that, like I said, the fan base will – you're a fan of that university. You mm-hmm. may have some players you like, but you're a fan of that university, and that, mm-hmm. that's your school. I'm a, I'm a Tar Heel for life. Mm-hmm. No matter who's on the roster, I'm a Tar Heel fan. And there's fans like that everywhere. So they'll keep their fan base, which is important for them. They may lose some, don't get me wrong, but nobody's going to just jump ship and go to G League because some of these players go. If they've never heard of the player or they've never followed the player up to that point, they ain't really missing out on nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's for, they may watch it, but it's like, I'm not missing my favorite player because he went and played with the Philadelphia 49ers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because that you're is, because you're alumni, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you follow your team. That's your that was your team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Duke Blue Devil fan, Manny ain't gonna stop watching uh Duke because those players that Duke have is what coach is gonna coach, and that's gonna be his team. So that's I think that's gonna be what you see happen, which is good for everybody. You know, it's it's good for all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that, was that the end of the Super Chats? No, we got one more from Drink More Water. Appreciate you, Drink More Water. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Draymond Green, C.J. McCollum, J.J. Reddick, all four-year college players. And that's several more. Yeah. I, but like Ken said, I agree with Ken, though. He, that's not the norm anymore. Our top 10 in this past draft, I don't think none of them was even two-year players at that. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? And saying that, it's, it's not the norm to get a four-year player. But you still can have good basketball with, with continuity. So it'll still be a good brand of basketball, still be some talent there to watch. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll be back after this quick break. Um, moving on to our next topic, we're we going to run these down. Um, I wanted to get into uh, Trouble in Paradise with the chosen one, the uh, good son, Brad Stevens. Uh, there's trouble in Boston. Jalen Brown has just been uh, announced a couple of days ago. Uh, he's out with a wrist injury. He's out for the rest of the season indefinitely. And Jason Tatum uh, over the past couple of weeks has 
shown out. He's been balling. And I want to ask to the panel, is it time to choose one or the other? Is it time to build around Batman? No. And when I saw when I, look, when I when I saw the question, I was like, having Jalen Brown is building around Jason Tatum. Mm. Because because look, and we've seen Danny Age's uh, 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 draft record. It's not good. Exactly. The two that he hit on, he can't move on and try to hit on another because then now you're moving the timeline. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're extending the timeline of your window or you're trying to, but it, but it, it just, it does not, it, it doesn't fit Jason Tatum's timeline right now. Jalen Brown fits Jason Tatum's timeline. And what you need to do is you need to rid yourself of some of the contracts that are there. Kemba Walker, um, you need honestly. You need to rid yourself of everybody not named Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, and you need to go sign you a free agent, including Brad Stevens. You Brad believe, Stevens can go too. You relieving him of duty, he could go. Hmm. Uh, the core, the foundation of this Celtics team is Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. That is the that that is the identity. Rough, rugged. We're going to play defense and we're going to play with some length and we're going to play positionless. That is the identity of their team. That's how you build around them. But you need to go get you a name. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's what they need. They, they need to go get them a disgruntled superstar that wants to walk um, and you get rid of everything minus those three pieces. And, that's, and to me, that's how you move forward. Because if you give up Jalen and you get draft picks, who's to say that these draft picks are going to hit? What if you whiff on all of them? Now you just got Jason Tatum after all of the moves, after everything that Danny Ainge done did, after all of the draft capital, after every, 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 everything. Only Jason Tatum? Nah. It's too risky because he's missed too many times. And I interest you in a different perspective from certain Boston fans who believe that Jalen Brown is very talented, everyone, but they believe that they can get talent for talent. I've seen, and this is not my opinion, I've just seen trades of people saying that Tatum needs more shooters and defenders around him to accentuate an offense where he has not the primary ball handler, but has the ball in his hand uh, in better spots and being able to dish to guys that he knows are reliable knockdown shooters. So I saw a scenario where somebody said Jalen Brown for somebody like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow and a pick. And I really don't hate that, honestly, for Boston. Uh if if you're if if you're getting talent back. But um the question was brought to me by a bunch of Boston fans who have different uh, opinions. So Kim, you looked like you had a reaction of hmm is Jalen Brown the guy to you? Is that the second guy that you need around Jason Tatum if he's no. going to be your building block? Oof. No, I've been on J- I've been on Jalen Brown all year long. <laughs> Looked at me crazy. The man talented. The man can play. He's a little bit overrated, you know. And um, and I think it's time for the go. Tatum is the guy there. No, he is. Tatum is the guy there. J and and I and, well, I don't know if Shelton made this point, but it seemed like. No, I think Shelton disagree with this. It don't matter. It seems like they 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 do the same thing. Yeah, I said that. And, and who said that? I did. Yeah, 
And I think they just need to build a better team to support the guy. You know, because, yeah, they're going to win games just off sheer talent alone. But, you know, like like you saying, if you can match that talent in other pieces, not Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Right, right. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, guys, talent, just matching the talent in two or three more pieces – why not, FIFO? Because, because he, while I somewhat agree with the statement that they both do the same things, but they're more talented at different things, even though they do the same things. Uh, Jalen Brown is a way more talented defender than Jason Tatum is. And Jason Tatum is just way more talented offensively mm-hmm. than Jalen Brown is. And the main reason why I disagree with this notion is because the best players in the league are still LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Okay. And, and, and you need multiple bodies at an elite level to be able to compete with those guys because those are the two main guys that's going to be playing for a championship. Now, you have two of those guys, and that is very difficult to find. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Name, name me another team that drafted two of them. Two guys? You a team that passed over Giannis for Kelly Olenek. I understand all that. Name me a team that drafted two of these type of guys outside of OKC with James Harden and KD and all of that. Shout out oh, to two, two, two wings. Two dominant oh, wings two talented on both players. Of the court. Golden two. State. Um, on Philly. both ends of the court. Clay Thompson Philly. and Harrison Barnes. Damn. Philly. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey. I, I, I'll give you the pass. Fine. <laughs> Well, even if I give you that pass, you can't name another one because it's it's very unique to get two guys of this particular skill set at the same time. It's very unique. Um, I I I propose they have the same issue that the Clippers have. They don't mm-hmm. have a true point guard. You got two guys that are better served to play off the ball, constantly creating. Mm-hmm. That that takes them out of their game. That takes them out of their rhythm. If Jason Tatum is going to go, you give him the ISO, everybody clear out. Or let the point guard do what he does and get him to finish, catch and shoot, catch one dribble you at the rim. They don't have that guy. Kemba's not that guy. You know Move what? You know, you know Kemba's? what? You know what? Injury, injury aside, uh, by, by the way, the, the, the four-man lineup of Smart, Tatum, uh, Brown, and Walker, they've played about 200 and I think 94 minutes together at total all season. And let me let me ask you all this. Is this season different if we trade Kemba Walker for Lonzo Ball? Yes. Yep. Yes. Like that per, perfect point guard for the scenario. Mm-hmm. Another guy that can switch one through three if need be, can hit open shots, wants to pass the ball, is going to get everybody involved. You, Jason Tatum scoring average, Jalen Brown scoring average goes up at least four points. Mm-hmm. Two, two easy buckets a game. Easy. Just because of Lonzo's presence. Or you can trade Jalen Brown for Lonzo Ball and then and, and some other people. Hell no. Get Why Kemba. Not? Because Kemba. So trade Kemba for Lonzo Ball? Yes. Straight up. If you, if, <laughs> if up. you, if you can do a sign and trade, you got to do that. For yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be the better trade. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. Yeah, like, that would be the better trade. Look, Lonzo fits that. And then Lonzo and Marcus Smart, to a degree, are interchangeable. Aside, how many true point guards do we have in the NBA right now? It's a handful, but they're still there. Like, there's Lonzo. Ja. Okay. I, I, uh, Mike Conley. 
I know you're not. Who who you say? Mike Conley. I, Mike Conley don't even play no more. Um, uh, Lamelo because of the passing. Okay, no, Lamelo he he's something different. Um, CP obviously. CP, yeah, young, okay, let me rephrase it. Young. Oh, younger. Yeah, Shay Gilgis. Um, yeah, Shay. Ah. Shay Lamelo. You said point guards, right? Uh, point guards. Yeah, true, true point guards. Yeah, true point guards. Like oh, Shay ain't no point guard. Yeah, he is. It's a point guard. Yeah, he is. Uh, not really. How is he not? Like in the in the mode of like the CP3. Or in the mode of like Lonzo. When we think Lonzo, we think Ty- like Tyrese Halliburton. OKC okay. is like OKC is like I think like 17 and 20 when he plays, and they're like five and twenty-one when he don't play. That, uh, that dude, He's more of a shooting guard though. He's nah, a combo. Man. Yeah, combo. I don't know about that. I think. I yeah, Shay's Shay's more shooting guard than point guard. I thought he played more point guard. Uh, than he he's, he's, he's definitely a point guard. He's definitely a point guard. No. He he's a combo guard that plays points. That that's what it is. It, yeah, he's the main. If you have combo guards that play two, he's a combo guard that plays point. Okay, that, that's All what right. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's not many Ken. There's not many true point guards. But again, it's pieces of a puzzle. You got two wing guys that again are finishers. They're finishers. Can they create? Of course. Like if you're going to be an elite wing, you got to be able to create your own to a degree. But you need a point guard to be able to set the table to get you easy and do we buckets. Trust Danny Ainge to do that. I don't. Ken, I'm. I'm. Danny Ainge is on the hot seat. The good son's on the hot seat. Like I said, get rid of everything not named Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. That is the face. That is the identity of the Boston Celtics moving forward. Mm. Well, we're looking at. Even the seeds with less talent than more talent. They've, they've I agree. Made, they've 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 just made a lot of incoherent moves, man. Like 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 we said a couple episodes ago. I think that they're the Pelicans East. I think that they are like <laughs> the diet version of like what P- FIFO saying. Kawhi and PG. You have two guys who can virtually do everything pretty damn well, and you have one guy on each team who. Um, can go nuclear at any point offensively. I think with PG and Tatum, they, they both have like a lot of the same uh, herky jerk. They have a lot of same handle fluidity, but it's just the incoherent uh, incoherence of the roster right now, and the fact that they bet on Kemba and he hasn't been anything close. Um, do we all think that Kemba is on the downside of his career, or is this just yes. this is this is a sure. year? For sure, no. no. No, for sure. No, I think he could be revived, but he's on the downward side of it. Ken, Kim, Kimba is just one of those Kevin Love kind of guys. Mm. I think he just got exposed. Mm. You know, in Charlotte, everything looked nice, but again, we've talked about this earlier. We've talked about this in in the past. When there are expectations, things change. Can you win? When you're expected to win. When people don't expect much out of you, yeah, it's easy to go out there and do all that. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do, Drummond? What are you going to do, Kemba, now that you're in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? And, yeah, I think, and Kevin Love, you know, so. And I think, a lot, like I said, a lot of it was, you know, he's starting to have some little leg injuries and little nicks and knacks here and there. And his game was predicated on the fact that he was quicker than everybody else. He can get a shot off quick. Right now, he's just not the same quick guy he was. And, He's not the same player as he was in Charlotte either. That what you said is true too, Ken, but that's a big part of it too. So he, yeah, he's on the downside. I think injuries are starting to catch up with him. And every now and again, it's something different. It's something going on with legs mostly. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's a problem for a player that's undersized. Oh, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Boston just needs to move away from these shorter, smaller point guards. Ride the wave. Go go get you a 6'6 six, six plus, 6'7 six, type, you know, ball handler, man, because that's that's really where the NBA mm-hmm. is going. Look at Ben that Simmons. Is. Would you, you trade know, Ben a, Simmons for Jalen Brown? I, for Jalen Brown? Would you? Yeah. Would you, if you if you are if you Boston and Boston let, let's just say I would I would too I would I, would I think too. I would too because I if nothing too. else he's gonna play he's gonna be a defensive stopper and he's gonna get the ball where it needs to be exactly because 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 again like like I always say man look the pieces of the puzzle you get a dominant scoring wing you gotta get a a, a point guard that's somewhat of a scoring point guard. Uh, well, no, no, no. I take that back because I'm taking LeBron uh, point forward. When you get a scoring wing like that, get him a true point guard because he's going to get his butt. It's just like with Carmelo. Did Carmelo need help getting 30? No. But the rest Ooh. of you dudes need help getting buckets <laughs> because he's going to get his. Yeah. So, y'all, what y'all going to do? And that's what a dude like a Ben Simmons does for everybody else. Jason, Jason Tatum going to eat and then them boys going to run. Mm. You talking about two guys, six, ten out here just running and gunning? Hell yeah. Put up 60 this year too? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I would definitely make that move. Uh, has Ben Simmons fallen off? We're going to talk about that in a second. Please, yeah, we, please, please, we, we are. We're going to talk about that in one second. Yeah, we we going to hey, get, get there. The Super Chat love continues. We just got three of them real quick. Let me say these real quick because they're all on the same subject. Appreciate sure. you all. Andrew Canada, my man, uh, breaking up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum would be stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston just needs a playmaker to put those guys in their spots, and the Miami Heat trade would be horrible. They're they're already bad on D as is. Uh, I agree with, with that particular trade. I ain't going to say all trades would be bad, though. Mm-hmm. It, it would just have to be the right situation. It would have yeah. to be the right it, – it would have to be the right look, and it had to be probably multiple pieces – to sure. I don't I don't know if too many people who would be willing to trade somebody heads up that's worth it. Right. Uh Marty McFly, Marty, we appreciate you. Uh Kimba's prime years were wasted in Charlotte. Small guards don't age well. I am biased. I actually know him with the college at the same time. Kimba also uh last multiple year college guy to go uh yeah. pros what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kimba had a great run in college. He played a long time in college yep. and a lot of games in Charlotte. Yeah, and like I said, the legs are the first thing to go. When you're an undersized guard, it's not a good thing unless you got something to fall back on. He was never a great defender anyway. So when your legs are gone and you're a poor defender, that equals trouble. That equals trouble. Tigolo Kane with the next one said, Marcus Smart sucks. <laughs> All right. He's just, he's he's just he's just good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't judge him on the numbers, right? The yeah. numbers. He's not a numbers guy. Nah, he's, he's a everything. He's an intangible like guy. guy. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. He really is. He's an enforcer. He comes in and and does your your dirty work when you need him to. You know what I'm saying? He'll and he'll hit a big shot every now and again too. Yep. So in saying that, I think he's a necessary evil for a team like that. You just can't. He can't be a focal point. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. But he helps you win games. And One he's million percent. win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. One million percent. He's a mini Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he is. He's he's Draymond at guard. Yep. I can see 100 percent We don't have a lot of those guys in the NBA mm-hmm. anymore. You don't. Those Tony Allen's, Marcus Smart, they, they, they've Green. been kind of like like those, you know, those Shane Battier types, those yeah. uh, 
you know, uh, Avery Bradley Ron, when he was Ron Artest, he was yeah, Ron Artest, you know what I mean? Those guys, man, they've been kind of yeah. rule booked out of the game. As I like and it's say. so and it's so crazy about that though, because that was like I told y'all at a, a pro camp my brother went to. They told him that they said you need to find your niche, find out what works for you, and do it because they don't need you to come to the league mm-hmm. at that level and score twenty. They don't need you at twenty a night. Marty they McFly need you to, said Marcus Smart is a bigger Pat Bev, so he's overpaying. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's he is bigger than Pat Bev. He's a better Pat Bev. Y'all in here roasting the players, man. I just, good God. Hey, oh, at God, one point, just, Pat Bev was, was valuable too. So, man, it's about, no, about, Pat Bev is not valuable, man. Stop it. Three seasons that's, ago, everybody yeah. was talking about Pat Bev is an enforcer. Now, y'all acting like y'all ain't got no love for Pat Bev and Snoop right. Dogg. Like, what's no, wrong with y'all? No. Like, yeah. You know what? Hey. Q, he, he fucked up when he thought that they had the new Warriors last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, never hey, I can hey. never forget when they had uh, him and Lou Will was in that casino and the Kawhi news dropped and they was all like on in front of doing a little selfie camera talking about uh, do not talk to us. Don't talk to us. <laughs> and you know what? Ain't hey, nobody talking about Le- Didn't he guard LeBron? No, wasn't he guarding LeBron in the series? And man, he was trying to, man, he was guarding KD's kneecap. That's what he was guarding. <laughs> KD, he was guarding KD. I knew it was some big man. He was guarding KD kneecap, dog. It didn't, it, it didn't <laughs> hey, go the way he thought it would. That's the last <laughs> person you want to win a title. I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying. Well, if he win a title, we're not going to hear the end I'm of saying. it. Abolish. No, no, no. We, Curry, we got we, the next five years. We got to abolish the I, Pat Bev industrial feel complex. Some, I would feel some kind of way if I was Pat Bev, but you telling me that all you need was to do is bring in Rondo and now the ship is right. That's like <laughs> that's a slight to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Tigolo yeah. said, Marcus Smart is just Pat Bell with a twist. He's Mick 2.0. <laughs> oh. <laughs> y'all in here. Y'all, hey, y'all off. It's just this, this, oh. this, this. I don't know what's happening today. Y'all feeling good. <laughs> y'all feeling good today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, we're going to wind it down with the last three topics. Um, playoff pressure. I want to ask the panel. Mm-hmm. Who has the most pressure going in? I have three players li- listed that I believe have a mountain on their shoulders. Oh, you mean pl- player-wise? Player-wise. I want to mm-hmm. ask two questions. Who has the most pressure and whose position would you rather be in? Number one, Ben Simmons. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number That's three, it. Paul George. All right, let me uh, go first. Hold on. Let me let me go first. Let me go, go first. first. Who has the All most right, pressure? So, who would you rather be? I'd rather be Ben Simmons because I have the best teammates. And mm-hmm. he compliments what I want to do, which is pass. You know, he got to do mm-hmm. his So I want to be in that situation. And also because if we win two playoff series, there they ain't no pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the guy getting 20, 20 points anyway. No, I'm just out here playing defense and making passes. So, you know, like, hey, we won two playoff series. All the pressure's off. Um, In terms of Kawhi, oh, no, no, you said uh, Giannis. Mm -hmm. He don't have much pressure because Brooklyn took that pressure off him. That that pressure when the championship is like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) Brooklyn got a lot more. I think they should should win. They are definitely more talented than, than, than the Milwaukee Bucks. So Brooklyn took that pressure off of Giannis. That boy playoff P. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you gave yourself a nickname. That's a no-no. You you earn nicknames. You, you don't give them. Um, 
the other thing is, is that I, I was telling Ken before we started recording when I saw the outline. All, all NBA first team players or even second team players, for the most part, they elevate their game in the playoffs. Not maybe across the board. Everybody's not LeBron. Everybody's not MJ. Everybody's not Magic. I get that. But there should be certain aspects of your game that you're playing at an all-time high when the chips matter the most. And when we look at Paul George, Mr. Playoff Peace, he's worse in the playoffs than the regular season. All the pressure is on him. He is the one that had the biggest mouth. He is the one that painted the bullseye on his own back. He's the one complaining about everybody coming at him. He's the one having an astounding regular season. Right. And he's been quiet lately. Because he knows what, what time it is. <laughs> it's right. playoff time. And when playoff time come, and it, it, he ain't the guy. Mm. He's the one with all the pressure, in my opinion. It's like that scene all in The right. Wire where he's like, Omar coming and said, playoffs coming. Playoffs <laughs> coming. <laughs> let me let me go next, Ken. Tifo, I, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you, and I say that because out of those one, I think I'd rather be playoff P. Mm. And, and the reason being is I, I feel like he has the, the best situation because he does have the talent. He seems to be pretty healthy this year. So all he got to do is go out there and play. And he got Kawhi as the leader of that team. You got people around you with more, you know, people thinking Rondo going to come in and make the biggest difference. He can kind of, if he does what he's supposed to do finally, which he, which he ain't done it yet, then it's all good. But Secondly, nobody expects him to do it. Everybody expects him to be way off P. Everybody expects him to fail again. So that's if you expect somebody to fail, ain't no pressure in that. Like y'all ain't counting on me no way. Y'all know I'm gonna mess up anyway. The pressure to me is on Giannis. And the reason being is Giannis has been hailed as one of the next greats. He's two-time MVP. This guy's coming in here and he's been bounced early every every year now's the time for him to step up. Yeah, you're right. Brooklyn did take some pressure off of him, but not all of it. You expected him to, to keep playing and, and do his thing this year, finally. At some point, step up and make it over the hump. At least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like we said, we said it earlier about uh, the Clippers. They've been coasting by anyway this year. Ain't nobody really expecting much from New England. Everybody's paying attention to the bottom of the West and the top of the West. The fact that Utah and Phoenix are at the top and the Lakers and Golden State battling at the bottom. Nobody's really paying attention to the middle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's much pressure for him this year, not as much as normal. So I think this will be the, the year he finally gets over the hump and plays well. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, there's nothing. Like, y- y'all remember he was wide open hitting the side of the backboard. It wasn't <laughs> like he was trying to hit a tough shot. It wasn't no clutch moment. He was wide the hell open, bro. Yeah. Like, no. No. Yeah. That's an NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 agree with, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But like I said, I still think the pressure, though, is on Giannis. This guy mm-hmm. been doing that. We, we expect that from Paul George. Mm-hmm. We expect Giannis to take the next step. We've been saying but, that but forever. But let me ask you this. Who expects the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn Nets? Mm-hmm. Who expects that? We just you expect Giannis. That? I don't expect him to beat him, but I expect Giannis to play his butt off and play good and, yeah. and get his numbers. 
But but just because you agree to that is my entire point that the Brooklyn Nets as an organization took the pressure off of Giannis because it's no longer Giannis should win this championship. The championship he should have won was last year. That, that, that was the one that slipped away. That was the perfect opportunity for somebody like Giannis to win the championship. Yep. But his criticism is not based off him winning as much as it is his performance. Winning too, but his performance is where he's criticized the most. Is he going to be able to step up and play at that same MVP level in the playoffs? He's not been able to do it yet. But but this is why I have an issue with media pundits, because we don't hold Giannis to that standard. Mm. And if Giannis is a back-to-back damn MVP, it's about winning championships at this point. It's not about just getting to the damn Eastern Conference Finals. It's about winning the damn thing. You are arguably the best player in basketball. If, If it's not LeBron, it's not KD, the next name is you. Should be. Yeah. So it is about winning championships for Giannis. But we all, I mean, it, but but that, but that's still secondary. And the only reason I say that is because, like we always talk about, to win championships, you got to have a secondary player. We talked about that uh, Tuesday. You got to have you got to have two main guys, and then the third guy that can sometimes be the guy. They don't have that, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's exactly. that's kind of his built-in excuse. So he has to be Superman on every night in the playoffs. But you're you're building my case. Brooklyn as an organization took the pressure off of Giannis. Nobody's ex- even if Brooklyn would have if Brooklyn would have still just been Kyrie and KD, the pressure's on Giannis. Mm. You can beat that with Drew. Mm. I gave you the best two-way guard. He he can do something with Kyrie. I'm mean, we're not saying gonna shut him down or nothing, but Kyrie gonna have to work for that. It's gonna be a, yeah. But what, but when you say, but but you even you're the main one that says though that Kyrie, that that Giannis falls off in the playoffs. Not that he's losing, his performance falls off, correct? 100%. So that's what I'm saying. If his performance falls off this time like it did every other year, then that's where the pressure is going to come from. It's like, okay, man, you set us up. You're supposed to be on Mount Rushmore, yet your performance is not there. Now, winning is important. Don't get me wrong. At the end, it's going to be looked at winning and losses. But more than anything, you're going to look for this man to have 30 and 20 in the playoffs in a couple of them games and, and do what he's capable of doing in the regular season. We always talk about him regular season versus him playoffs. Yeah, we we don't like him getting bounced, but more than anything, it's him showing up and showing versatility and being able to do some of the things because the game has slowed down. It's more about the breakdown of him as a player and not you keep losing. It's Shelton, how he's losing that we, we criticize. Shelton, all of that was the case. That shit gone now, bro. What about uh, in the bubble? It's, it's about winning now. No more bounces. No more performances. It's winning. But, but you know what? But here's the thing. There's pressure on Giannis to not lose to anybody else not named Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Right. You see, you see what I'm saying? So, so he, can't, he can't lose to no Chicago or, or, or Atlanta or uh, um, Boston, Miami. Miami. He can't lose to none of that. Maybe Philly. Maybe, but not really. Because, because you're, you're a two-time MVP. So, no. Yeah. The only team you are allowed to lose to, and this is the reason why I'm absolving him of the pressure, is Brooklyn. I think I think they're good enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they're not good enough to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And, and again, I don't think it's the expectation. The moment that they traded for James Harden, who the hell was talking about Milwaukee? Milwaukee has been under the radar. Why? There's no pressure there no more. But what yeah. I'm saying though is, if, the big if, if, if Giannis 
scores 30 and gets 10 rebounds and they lose to anybody. And Paul George scores 20 and gets eight rebounds and they lose. Paul George is not going to take as much heat as Giannis regardless. Giannis still ain't doing what he's capable of doing. No, there's more pressure on Giannis regardless. He's the leader. Paul George, nobody expects him to be the leader. So he's not going to have the pressure because he's not nope. the guy. They're they going to light Paul yes. George up. Man, yes. The memes are going to be yes. insane. <laughs> it's gonna yes. be, but, but what I'm saying is it's already there. He's already getting that fire. Yeah. He's Which is why they're going to light his ass up. Even yeah. more. Giannis has further to fall. Nah. Giannis hasn't nah. turned into a joke yet. Exactly. He's on, he's on the way. Mm-hmm. The jokes is it, it, they hey they building that wall. <laughs> they building that's that. What, but, but see, that's man. what I'm saying though. So if, if Paul George has a solid performance and loses, then the jokes are not gonna be as bad. It's gonna it's not gonna be way off P unless he does now. If he go out there and sting it up like he did all the other time, that's different. But if he goes out there and, d- and does decent and loses, it's still not gonna be like Giannis playing decent and losing. That's still two different levels. Giannis yeah, is supposed to be no, no, you, Superman. Giannis, if Giannis runs into the MAGA heat and they build that wall again, I'm telling you, <laughs> the jokes will start to fly. But yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I will he, say. I will say. I think Paul George probably has the most pressure. It has to, man. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking about his performance last year. The memes, the act like the blatant disrespect to his family, the blatant disrespect to man, stop using mental health. People thought he was a liar about that. We don't know. <laughs> People was like, I man, did. you ain't, man, you ain't depressed. You ain't got anxiety. Shut up. You missing. And then that's just what it is. Like, he got to come out and show people, yo, I got 30 this game. 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 I believe, I believe Shelton's point makes more sense for PG where. If he goes down swinging, people be like, you know what, PG shot out, man. He and he got hard. You know what I mean. But if Giannis go down swinging, and it's you know what I mean, the first round or the second round, people are not trying to hear that because the whole stigma of the East. Right, and Giannis is once again Giannis is the face of the franchise. Paul right. George is a face, but he's no longer the face. You, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's Kawhi. Paul George, the face of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, he is the face of the playoffs. Man, can we let me hey, address I know you know what let me get get these because they've been going ham. So let me so let me go ahead and address these super chats. I was gonna say they for you too, cutie. Yeah, no, you know, a matter of fact, go ahead and read and read those out, Sheldon, because I'm gonna get to those. Yeah, they both from, from Drink More Water. Drink More mm-hmm. Water said um Joel and B was six, four, and one. <laughs> On three for nine shooting, Giannis with 40, 15, and six on 14 of 18 shooting. People got to stop giving Embiid a pass for just 50 great games. Then he also said Embiid was 17, eight, and three versus Toronto in the um, 2019 in the Eastern Finals, and Giannis with 22, 12, and five versus Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019. You didn't lose that series? Okay. Um, they both I, lost. I'm kind of scratching my head where the uh, chat is going because I'm trying to find the logic in Joel Embiid's average is like 25 points a game and 11 uh, rebounds in the playoffs. Um, pe- people say I don't keep the same energy for Embiid, but I do. But the thing is, though, is that Embiid's career doesn't have the same trajectory and expectations as other players do. 
So if you look at that Toronto series, who was our best player in that series? It was still Joel Embiid. Who was our coach? Brett Brown. Who was our coach in the playoffs the year before that? Brett Brown. We lost to the Boston Celtics. And we had J.J. Redick and Ben Simmons in, I think, his second or third year and still hasn't shown much progression as a shooter or much on offense. Uh, Joel Embiid definitely has uh, to prove something to me this playoffs, but I'm not getting the whole, like, uh, charge of him being a fraud because last year in the playoffs, Ben Simmons dislocated his knees. So I'm supposed to kill Joel Embiid when your second best player is Shake Milton. That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, and you're playing Boston with Tatum, Brown, Kemba Walker. It was, I think they swept us, right? So that was definitely, you know, um, disappointing to me. But I can't look at Joel and be like, oh, you're a fraud, dude. When you average 25, dude had stomach flu or whatever, whatever he says. That was disappointing. But to your point of one game against Miami tonight where he had a bad game, that doesn't make much sense. Dude is an MVP candidate still, was MVP candidate for most of the season. I don't get how that's just 50 great games, but Jokic gets to be this great thing. Embiid's doing the same exact thing. He has a number one seed in the East with a new coach. So I'm trying to find that logic. I can't really find it, but that's a good stat to use. Um, Embiid does have a lot to, to approve this uh, offseason, but really, and t- until I see better pieces around him, I can't even judge like what we're going to be in the next couple of years. I don't think Ben Simmons is a compl- is a complimentary piece for Joel Embiid. And Tobias Harris hasn't proven to me to be anything more than a flash in the pan this season. Um, mm. He's definitely been very consistent, but that's the first time I've seen him be this consistent besides his season with the Clippers. So if I'm to understand these points fully, I think you're saying Joel Embiid is a fraud because he lost to the Celtics without real talent around him and a coach who didn't even get an interview when he was fired and because he lost without Ben Simmons last year. And to the point of Toronto, uh, we went seven games with Toronto. We lost on probably the greatest miracle shot ever in NBA history. Meanwhile, and you can super chat this to me, what was the record with Milwaukee and Toronto with all those stats that Giannis put up? Mm. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll see what happens this season. And then I'll make my uh, case if he's a fraud or not. Did they, did, did they call him a fraud? I, I wasn't looking at the chat. I know. It was just, you know, it's just playful. You know, guys being playful, you know, being loose, being loose with, with, with the, you know, loose with words. But, I, you know, I can see the sentiment. I, I guess I, what I what I thought they were saying was he just need a little bit more heat, which I don't think he does. I think oh, he had what? a great year for, for Joel Embiid. That's what not I thought they were year. saying. That's what not I'm saying. I thought he, yeah, I thought he had a I thought he had a great year this year. I mean, he you know this was this was one of his this was his best season. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't fault him for what what went on around him. You're right about that. I agree with that. Yeah, I think they said he he was battling battling the flu too, so that may have something to do with it tonight. I don't know. Um, yeah, they they looked out of sorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think a lot of these teams, man, are just ready to get this shit. This, this is tired, man. Like I can't yeah. kill I can't kill Joel and B for a bad game in Miami on the road. Like, what do you want me to do? 
come on, you MVP candidate, take every game seriously. And I don't know what he's going through right, right now. He might just be trying to chill to the end of the season and really turn up. Um, I, I, I would hope with them being, but but the only thing about that, maybe maybe he was sick, and I, I hope that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because that team is playing for the number one seed mm-hmm. still. So in saying that, this was an important game, and they look flat. But like mm-hmm. I said, hopefully it was just something that, you know, a little bug, and they'll get over it yeah. and play good in the playoffs. Yeah. And we have a great playoffs like normal. Yeah, and you know, like, you know, I really want to keep addressing it because I do think it's a good point, you know, that Embiid probably does need a little bit more heat. But I think he knows he needs more heat, and that's why he made the adjustments to his game. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we've never been out of the second round, but I don't really understand when we were supposed to get out of the second round except for that Boston uh, series. But I've been telling folks for years, and you can go back and check me on Blog Talk when I was talking shit about Brett Brown saying he can't coach. His offense is horrendous. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a three-minute offense. And when he gets down, he doesn't know how to come back. So I've been consistent with the fact that Embiid does need to be more back to the basket. And voila, what do you see this year? More back to the basket. And what has uh, been the uh, result of that? MVP candidacy, MVP votes, first-team all-defense, defense player of the year votes. So whereas I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to see what's fraudulent about that when, you know, the history of his career doesn't show anything more than taking a step each year. I don't know. AD, you know, people say, oh, I don't keep the same energy because AD, y'all were talking about AD like he was going to be the next Tim Duncan. I'm not, like, the expectations are not the same. People didn't even know if Joel Embiid was going to be able to play an NBA game with his navicular bone protruding through his skin coming into the draft. So, it's kind of a reach, fam. I, I can't. I can't lie to you. It's kind of a reach, but um, we're so we're gonna get to the next topic and keep sending well, those well, super chests. Well, I, I didn't answer the question. Oh yeah, go ahead. Real quick, uh, I think it's Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons has the most pressure on him. Um, I think Ben Simmons has has fallen fallen off. I think nobody cares about Ben Simmons the way they used to care. Ben Simmons is basically turning into a more talented, athletic Draymond Green, mm. and you're you're now in the you're the potentially the number one seed. And if you don't get out the first round, which they should, if you don't get out the second round, which they should, like you, FIFO, the only team they really should lose to, and they really shouldn't lose to them because of the matchups, as you guys have highlighted, you and Q have highlighted at points during the season, are the Nets. So what is Ben Simmons going to do now that Ben, uh, now that Joel Embiid has basically taken control of that team? It's his team now. What are you going to do, Ben? So, yeah, Ben, 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 man, I, mm-hmm. Ben's in trouble. I think he has pressure to do something because he, he's, he's played a little shitty in the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, not not even. And let me go in on Ben real quick. So people, I don't, you know, I don't cape for players, man. I just call it the way I see it. Um, ben Simmons is very limited in the half court and he gets exposed every single year. Uh, last year, people, like, like I said earlier, they seem to forget that Ben Simmons was not even available to play defense. He's a very great defender. But to me, his defensive output is not enough to outweigh the lack that he has on the offensive side. There is just an absolute zero in crunch time moments because guys know that, oh, he can't create his own offense. He's not going to shoot this ball. He's, he's not going to shoot this three. He's not going to shoot this 18-footer. 
He's going to try to run into the paint, and you know what he does. Throws it out to a shooter. The guys rotate, and we have to keep passing the ball around the perimeter until Embiid forces a shot. Now, a casual will will look at that and say, oh, my goodness, Embiid is forcing shots, and he's going, you know, you're looking at, you know, scoring percentage and whatnot. But tell me what you're supposed to do when you got basically a zero on offense as your second-best guy. So so what is your percentage going to look like at all? That's what my not excuses for him be, but that's just my reasoning for why he had to get better in better shape. And I will hold him to a better standard now uh, that he's made these corrections. Uh, yeah. And, and he did have one shout out to the chat and, and, and Daryl Brown, the chat is going. No, shout DB, out DB. Yes. They were calling him the next Akeem after they saw that the man could play. Yeah. But it wasn't before. If 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 I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was before. I think there were question marks because of um you know because of his foot. But once they saw the man get on the court, because I know I know I was saying that I was like, oh shit, this dude like legit. But I don't think that was before that. So, but mm-hmm. you know, it's what mm-hmm. it is. And it's like people are like, oh, who did AD have? Drew Holiday, Rondo, Boogie. Like, what do you want me to say? I'm supposed to think that, oh, AD next Tim Duncan Davis is not supposed to be held to a standard, you know, coming out of the draft, the number one pick. Yo, this guy is it. People passed on NB because they were scared, but I ain't going to beat that into the ground. But that was a go. That, but that was cute, though. Um, let's go into the next topic. I want to uh, close out with these last uh, two. Actually, we can just close it on 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 this last topic. So I got a segment that we're going to add into the show, maybe maybe each week, but from time to time. And I want to explain it. It's kind of a game. Uh, We used to play this game uh, back in the gym when we was playing one-on-ones. And we used to think about rappers and ballplayers, how the game is one and the same of rap and playing basketball. And we used to come up with little comparisons for basketball players and what their rap comparison is. Uh, I came up with a couple that I wanted to ask you all. I already have mine pre-made. And here's the criteria in the chat. I want y'all to also jump in as well. So the criteria is I will name one basketball player and you give me a rapper who you think is a good comparison, whether it be in skill, whether it be career trajectory wise, you, you can compare the two. I try to keep them within the same time frames of when the, their careers uh, started or, you know, blossomed into what they are. So I'll give you an example. The first rapper that we are going to discuss, I mean, the first player that we're going to discuss is Tim Duncan. I think Tim Duncan is the Nas of the NBA. Nas? Yes. Because... I think coming in around the same time, Nas doesn't necessarily have the greatest beat selection, doesn't necessarily have the most exciting albums, but is regarded as, you know, and is championed as one of the best ever. You look at, you know, people say, oh, he doesn't pick good beats. He's boring, blah, blah, blah. Tim Duncan, in in the same aspect, his game isn't that exciting to people, but the results are there. Uh, what do you all think? Who do you all think is Tim Duncan's uh, rap comparison? Ice Cube. Mm. Mm. 
because he has a cool, calm, collected exterior. But I know underneath that shit is burning like a motherfucker. He going to win some championships and he's definitely an OG of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say Black Thought. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's um, a good one. You know, he, he always show up to play. He's never going to cheat you. Mm. Um, true. For the casual fan, he may be a little bit boring, boring because he's a rapper and he's going to rap and it's a lot of wordy and shit like that. And they were like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, give me the shit that bounces. Give me the shit that go to the club. But he's mm-hmm. always going to show up and he's going to kill it every single night. And he's going to go down as a legend when it's all said and done. And people won't respect him until he's almost at the end of his career or his career is done. Correct. Ken, I agree with you, too, because don't nobody want to see him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Hey, ain't nobody want none of Black Thought. Don't nobody want none of Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. They're the most technically, fundamentally sound people you ever come in contact with at what they do. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's the best one. Mm. So the chat, I'm going to read some of the chats and what they're saying. People are saying that uh, Tim Duncan rock him. Somebody said uh, Tim Duncan was also, somebody also agreed with me. Um, and there's some good ones that people are also saying. Uh, the next one. Oz was a good one, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I just kind of think about it. it. Like, I just kind of think about it like, you know, you come into a championship, Illmatic, the same trajectory, 96, 95. You know what I mean? Like that saying, 98, Wake Forest, you know what I mean? You come in, you get the glory, and then people champion you, but it's only the real fans who really know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I think about Nas and Tim as being the same. Um how about all right? So let's do two, two or three more of these. So the next one I got 50 Cent. I say 50 Cent's rap comparison is Allen Iverson. Oh. I say he's AI because AI changed the game and impacted the NBA with his look, the same way in which 50 Cent scared the shit out of America when he first got on. He set the tone in terms of the do-rags, the G-unit, the you know what I mean? That whole thing, man. Like, the whole five shots, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the you know, the comparison to AI getting caught up in Virginia Beach and arrested, the controversy around his name. No one really wanted him the same way 50. And then you get to this team, you get to the, you know, aftermath, and you blow up, and you almost set the aesthetic for the next five to eight years. Everyone looked like 50. Everyone looked like AI. Mm. What do, so what do I, y'all think? I'm going to have to go. Um, I, I feel you. I, I'm glad that you be explaining these joints because mm-hmm. when you first say, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, for me, it's Charles Barkley. Um, and the reason why I say both of them big and menacing and nobody want like as soon as they came into the league, they were a tear. They were different. Um, and they didn't give a fuck about the status quo. You know what I'm saying? 50, like, he made how to rob. Like, he, he was talking about how to rob the richest and most successful people. Um, and Charles Barkley came in, talk, like, he didn't care about nobody. He just tried to rip down the rim and one of the first power forwards to grab a rebound on one end, push it, and yam on everybody else's head. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's kind of how 50 kind of came into the game. Like, man, like, the whole Get Rich Die Trying album was on the damn uh, 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 radio. You know what I'm saying? So I just think of impact. I think of brashness. I think of, you know, how Charles Barkley was talking about, uh, I'm not a role model. 50, 50 didn't care about none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like those are the parallels. Mm-hmm. What is So what, what about y'all, Sheldon and Ken? 
50. Who's your comparison? Comparison of 50. I was thinking, I was going to say Draymond Green. The only reason I say that is because he's loud. He thinks he's the best. Um, he was the best at one point. You know what I'm saying? He was the best. You know, he, he was a champion at one point, put it that way. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And now he's kind of tailing off, but he already done made his money. That's fit. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, what about you, Ken? Uh, Ron Artest. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Elbow Ron. All right. We're going with Ron. Just what? The, I don't give a fuck. Queens, New, New, New York shit. Yeah, I'm with hey, that. Hey, the malice in the palace. Like. I'm with that. I'm yeah, with that. Yeah, Ron Artest. Okay. I'm with that. I like that one. Um, let's let's do two more. Actually, I got three more. Just, just real quick. Uh, Wayne. It's an easy one for me. I think Wayne is Kobe. I'm gonna tell you why I think he's Kobe. Both came in the game young. Both came in the, one fresh out of high school, raised for it. Wayne raised under Birdman was a protege to this. You know what I mean? And when you look at the styles of players versus the styles of rappers today. So many people are Wayne's children in terms of the inflection, the lean, the tattoos, the rhyme patterns, the, you know, the off kilter similes and whatnot. Kobe, everyone's doing turnarounds. Everyone loves his shoes. Everyone's trying to do his style, his little up and under, you know, he, they kind of set the game and they were young OGs in this. Let me know if I'm tripping. Nah, you not. You not. This, this is your first good one. <laughs> this is a good one? That's a good one? All right. All right. No, no, no. All this right. was really good. This one's really good. I almost have to agree. I can't think of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It's the right, hot boys. The hot boys. Yeah. You got one, Shelton? I don't for Wayne. I, I do. I, I, it'll take me some time to think on that. Mm-hmm. D-Rose. Ooh. Mm. D-Rose. When he was at the peak of his career, killing it. MVP. Mm-hmm. Got hurt. Fell mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Wayne got on the lean. Fell off. Mm-hmm. People still like to watch him. Mm-hmm. People still like to listen. He, he the wasn't same. the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's D-Rose doing now? He balling. He rebuilding <laughs> yeah. his career. There you go. What is Wayne doing yep. now? Yep. There he you go. rebuilding his yep. career. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. D-Wade. D-Rose. I like D-Wade. Or D-Rose, I'm sorry. Yep. D-Rose. Mm-hmm. I like Kobe and D-Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this super chat, real quick. Q is is it is what I was gonna say anyway. Marty McFly said, "I like this segment. Can go on forever with comps. Easiest one to me is Curry equals Drake. Hate him, hate him, yep. um, or love him. He got hits. That's it. They changed the game. I, I yep. can feel that. I can feel that. I can feel that. Yeah, I can feel. I know that was that one you had. It wasn't, but it's definitely like a great because I thought it was too easy. I was like, man, everybody. That, that's what I thought too. That, yeah. I thought the same thing. I, I wanted to do like little off kilter ones. So last two, um, J Cole. In honor of my man dropping his album in probably forty minutes from now, off season, uh, I have J Cole as rap game James Harden, uh, yeah. coming in around at the same time, hella stats, hella decorated, but in a lot of people's eyes. They don't have the ring, and a lot of people say Cole doesn't have the classic album or the album that people go back to that is like, yo, the bomb. And but the thing is, though, is that when you look at just the technical aspects, they keep getting better each year. But people question for years 
I mean, can he make, you know what I mean, this great body of work, a.k.a. can he play defense? Does he want to play defense? Does he want to get features? But he keeps selling. He keeps going to the playoffs. He keeps getting all these stats. So I got Jay Cole as rap game James Harden. Am I tripping? I, I agree with Tigolo. Uh, Cole is Kawhi. Mm. I'm saying he's just a, a quiet type guy that's, mm. that goes about his business and makes things happen. Mm. Mm. I'd have to agree with Kawhi. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, we nailed that one. Yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that actually is a good one. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking on somebody else too, but yeah. I ain't even gonna say it. Nah, <laughs> say that. Say that. Say that. Nah, nah. I like Kawhi. Kawhi's Kawhi's Kawhi. Yep. I was, I was Damn, thinking that Kawhi's too. Yeah. Kawhi. How do y'all feel about Freddie Gibbs as Jimmy Butler? Kind of had like a rough yeah. beginning, That's but worked, but like worked his ass off and worked his way into real stardom. You know what I mean? Mm. Worked his way yeah. into being the guy. Late bloomer. Yep. Late bloomer. Yep. Like, That's like, a good one. And for the last one to close out the show, uh, I got Carl Anthony Towns as Bryson Tiller. Um, <laughs> we gonna talk about uh, you know, just oh. uh, you know, questioning. <laughs> we gonna question, you know, question whether whether he wants to really make music. A lot of people say, do he really want to play ball? So it's like he ain't really a rapper like that. But I thought, you know, perhaps you know, cat. Bryson hasn't had a hit since Trap Soul, really. It's like, Ooh. what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, the skill's there, obviously. Like, people like the songs. Like, people like what you're doing on the court, man. But where the wins at? Like, where's the where's the desire? You know I, what I mean? I have, the only problem no is that Carl Anthony Towns is actually good and Bryson Tiller isn't. Get out of here. All right, that concludes the show. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Dang, hey. man, this man be so disrespectful. Oh, my he goodness. Hey, we got a couple good ones in the in the chat. We got a couple more super chats. I'm going to read real quick. But a couple good ones in the chat I just had to mention. For sure. Isaiah Christian said, Pat Bev is Trinidad James. Y'all got it. <laughs> Y'all, you know what? <laughs> to that, me, that took the cake. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. That is it. That's the one. Oh, that's the one Ooh, right there. That's the one. That's oh, the one. man. Man, oh, my goodness. Somebody said Nick Young is Lil B. Y'all got to chill out, man. <laughs> they said uh, <laughs> playoff P is uh, Riff Raff. <laughs> yeah, no, see, we not doing that. No, yeah, Alex Caruso oh, is Macklemore. <laughs> Alex Caruso. Good Lord. <sighs> Come on. Oh, man. These are some good ones. No, these are some really good, good ones, man. So LeBron James, Jay-Z. Is LeBron Jove? Mm. I would think so. Bring these back. He said he's gonna bring them back. Yeah. So we, I'm sure we'll get to that one. Yeah, we'll I would think so. Get to those. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, oh, Tigolo left a super chat. Said Tim Duncan was Fonte Coleman. Mm. Mm. Fonte, I can feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that too. I can feel that. Um, we got another super chat real quick from Oblivion Radio. He said, I don't know if y'all talked about this, but do y'all think the Warriors can make a run in the playoffs since they've beaten some of the top teams? I think they no. can win the play-in, but they cannot make a run in the playoffs. No, they don't have enough talent to get past that first round no matter who they play. They'll, I, I think they can win the first round depending on who they matched up against. Yeah, yeah. I agree that. So I they can win the playoff and the first round. So they can get to the second round. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going past that, though. It, it's, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a wrap past that. Yeah, that may be asking. But I have to see the matchup. I agree. Well, that is probably going to do it for us this week. Uh, number one, I just want to send uh, thoughts and prayers again to Tigolo, the mother, and uh, surgery Bro. tomorrow. 
I want to yes, sir. appreciation and a lot of love to the chat because they come through every week. Y'all don't have to be anywhere with us, but you're right here with us. So I appreciate it. Spend your time with, with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, keep sending super chats. It's greatly appreciated for us to keep the show running. Every comment matters and you all control the conversation. Make sure you, you know, share this with a friend. Make sure you invite your friends. And uh, it's just one big party, man. You know, I like to think of that in sports as being like, you know, the late night cookout. You know what I mean? When you go to your, your, your like your uncle's house and it's the family reunion and it starts to get, you know, a little bit dark and everyone starts to gather out, outside, get a little bit of drink and shit talking just starts. So this is that type of feeling. I hope y'all feel the same thing. And uh, it's going to do it for us this week. If we anyone else has anything else to say, that's going to be it. No, nah, that's, that's it, it, man. We'll catch you guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys Tuesday. Peace. Peace. Peace.